On this episode of the 2X e-commerce podcast show, I'm going to be talking about influencer marketing and knowing the difference between affiliates, collaborations, and brand ambassadors. I'll also be talking a lot about influencer marketing in general. Stay tuned. Welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kene, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So the inbound marketing strategies have you beat Amazon. Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. Hello, hello, hello. This is Kune Campbell of the 2X e-commerce podcast show, the podcast dedicated to strategic growth for online retailers. You, my listeners, either ask me questions on Twitter or I teach you about a specific topic around marketing tactics geared to helping you sell more in your online stores. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about influencer marketing. The real core of this episode is really knowing the difference between affiliates, collaborators, and brand ambassadors. Before we dig in, I want to just talk about influencer marketing in general. Who are influencers and how do you kind of, why why do you do influencer marketing? Well, the core reason you do influencer marketing is to reach, you know, audiences. So you get first-time buyers, you create awareness that would eventually lead to first-time buyers. I'm talking about like awareness. Traditionally, there are like three major ways to generate awareness to your store or, you know, generally to, to about your brand, to your brand. So if you're selling a suite of brands or a single brand, there are three major ways you could really sort of scale brand awareness to, to a level where, you know, you're getting a lot of inbound interest. The first thing is publicity, getting publicity. You know, everybody wants to get publicity. It's tough. It's a tough not to act, to, to crack, but publicity is the first one. <clears throat> and it's pretty much going into traditional media or even social media and getting, you know, on media platforms, getting, you know, huge influencers to talk about you, getting into the news, basically making the news. That's publicity. The second way to sort of scale your brand awareness is physical distribution. It's tougher or it's as tough as publicity. It's more or less getting into physical stores, getting people to see your brand, getting people to experience your brand. It's it's really experiential. They either see your product or they get into pop-up shops, experience your, your product in you know various ways. Um, outdoor display could be one way, not necessarily outdoor display. We'll talk about outdoor display in the next one, but it'd be like, you know, pop-up stores. It could be tasting, you know, it could be having a fill, sampling, all that kind of stuff. Well, physical distribution is the second major way to create brand awareness. And the third major way to, 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 to create brand awareness is paid amplification, which 
is the area of advertising, which spans across several, several, several sorts of channels, you know, from billboard advertising through to AdWords, through to paid Facebook advertising. All of these three, when all of these three come to play, a lot of eyeballs, a lot of impressions, a lot of people get to know about your brand. But today I'm going to be talking about influencers and influencers actually comes under the tier of publicity. Influencers would typically have audiences and with the right sort of audience, your brand could could get exposure first to the right kind of audience and actually get first-time buyers off the back of that. You've heard many instances where you know, um, people are on TV shows, for instance, and like Dragon's Den or Shark Tank. And all of a sudden, you know, they see you know, a lot of sales coming through their websites and awareness because those platforms, you know, have scale, right? They've got eyeballs. Millions of people are on their TVs watching that show at that point in time. And that's scale. Now, obviously, Dragon's Den beside or Shark Tank's Shark Tank besides you know, there are other ways to, to sort of, you know, work on influencer marketing. And one of the key things you want to look at, you know, one of the key areas I'm going to talk about really, before we get into the difference between affiliates, collaborators, and brand ambassadors, is we need to sort of understand that in influencer marketing, there are kind of two major concepts. The first concept in influencer marketing you need to be aware of is scale, Right. And the second is the categories of influencers. I will talk about scale, right? And then I'll talk about categories of influencers shortly. Now, scale, in, in my opinion, is more or less the size of the audience, you know, um, the influencer has, you know, has the ability to reach, right? And you, you typically will have, a, in, in my own categorization is more or less, Influencers with 10 plus million followers on social platforms, major social platforms being Instagram, YouTube, and you could even, you know, throw in Snapchat into the mix, although they don't show you follower accounts. Facebook obviously is a big daddy, but um, Instagram, YouTube, 10 million plus followers, that is influence. That That is influence. And they, they would tend, you know, um, people who, who tend to have 10 million plus, you know, um, followers on an individual platform, it would vary, it would slightly vary because Facebook, you get a lot more, you know, just due to the size of Facebook. Facebook has got over a billion, you know, active users. So you could get a lot more than 10 million on Facebook. But when you hit that 10 million follower, the trend, follower count, the trend is you typically will come across established celebs, established authorities in their own, you know, um, in their own right. So most of the time it'd be celebrities already before social media or, you know, social media just is another way to reach in out to the audiences they built outside of social media. Um, they would have built their authority outside of social media. That's what I'm trying to say, actually. Those people who have 10 million plus, those influencers who have 10 million plus, you know, follow, say, say, say on Instagram, for instance. They may be journalists, you know, who already, you know, gathering, you know, interest from, from, from TV, media, radio, whatever. They may be activists. They may be experts, you know, in their own right. It could be like an investor who's, you know, done really well. Um, it could be, a health expert, it could be a sports person, it could be a musician, 
And so these guys are, you know, they've garnered influence outside of social media and they come into social media and all of a sudden, all of their followers outside of social media just come naturally. You know, they're, 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 they're the default, you know, to, to, to watch. They're the, yeah, they're, they're the core influencers, right? Now, the next sort of influencers you want to kind of look at um, or take a look at would be influencers with one to 10 million, you know, um, followers on, on social media, on various social media platforms like Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, what, what have you, Twitter. And those those would be a mix of, um, traditional celebs, traditional experts, traditional brands, and internet first, you know, brands, you know, people who have used social media and the internet to, to, to sort of, you know, skyrocket their, their, their influence. So, you know, the, the many YouTube stars who started out from YouTube and have, you know, 3 million or 1 million plus followers. So those are the kind of people I'm talking about. And, um, they, they are still, they're accessible, but, you know, they come at a cost, right? Obviously, the first tier come at a really expensive cost, you know, because they're, they're celebs in their own right. Now, the, then there's another sort of segment, which I call the 10,000 to 100,000, actually, yeah, to 100,000, so, sorry, the 100,000 to, to 1 million, um, you know, the, and the, in, in this, in that category of 100,000 to 1 million followers, you know, they're, they're rising influencers in their own right. You could find, um, like in the bodybuilding, I, I follow lots of bodybuilders, for instance, on average, bodybuilding, uh, bodybuilder, you know, influencers have like 300,000, 400,000, maybe 500,000, you know, followers on YouTube, for instance. And the really, really established ones, really big ones, the top tier ones would have a million plus. But with 400,000, 500,000, they have reached, they have engagement, people listen to them. You know, typically a video would attract like 50,000, you know, views, you know. So those guys in, in that category of 100,000 to a million, you know, followers will have, in my opinion, some of the highest engagement, right, um, you will come across and also the speciality, that depth of knowledge in a particular category. And I think that's where the gold really lies, you know, working with people like that. They are, however, also very commercially savvy. So you're going to have to broker really good deals with, you know, people at that level anyway. And then the final bit is what I call like the micro influencers. These people have just started their career. Um, maybe they're, they're 12 months in the game. They've not quite hit that 100,000, you know, you know, mark. They might be successes. They might be, they might not be successes. They might have given up. They, they may not have given up, but they're also, you know, one segment to, to, to look into. I'll tell you why. Um, according to research carried out by, uh, well, it's an influencer marketing platform called Marketly. Marketly. Just Google them. They analyzed and surveyed like 2 million social media influencers and they realized that like the like rates, this is on Instagram of Influencers with a thousand followers or more, um, it's like eight percent. So eight percent of 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 a thousand, if my math is right, is about eighty people would you know typically like you know their their posts because they're influencers, right? They're categorized as influencers. When you now hit the the one thousand to the ten thousand follower, you know, um, sort of um, accounts, the influencers, the rate dropped to about four percent. And when you hit like ten thousand to 100,000 followers, it drops down to 2.4%. 
And with 1 million to 10 million, you know, followers, it drops down to 1.7%. And this just means that, you know, with critical mass, as you start to gain critical mass of followers, audience engagement will naturally, you know, decrease. There'll be bots following you, people who just follow you and never really engage with you. It's just size, you know, and scale. So you need to be aware of, of these concepts, right? Of the concepts of scale in, in scale of influencers. Now talking about types of, of influencers, I've already talked about types of influencers, you know, where, where I categorized everything. So let's, you know, um, so, so let's really, you need to think about reach and engagement. Basically, you really need to think about reach and engagement. Okay. So down to, and also you need to think about before I get into the difference between like brand ambassadors, collaborators and um and an affiliates, which you know a lot of people can get confused of. Um let's talk about like reach and engagement. You need to look at those metrics really well, right? So with regards to reach, obviously it's skill. Engagement is like, you know, people who actually talk, who who who, who relate with influencers. You need to look at those metrics really. I would actually look at engagement more. Once I hit like 100,000, right? Anybody who's above 100,000, if the engagement is high, I want to do business with them. I, I want to sort of, you know, see how we can reach out to their audience because we think about eyeballs, we think about impressions, right? So the key thing really to look at, you know, is... If you look at YouTube, you look at the comment counts, you look at Instagram, it's tough trying to make sense out of this. So it's best to use tools. The tools that come to mind are Upfluence. That's U-P-F-L-U-N-C-E. I've used it. It's an amazing tool. Upfluence. It's like influence, but without the I, just Upfluence. And there's Hyperbrands. It's H-Y-P-R brands.com. And then there's Tac. Takumi, Takumi. The Takumi, I think, is only Instagram focused. And I'll throw in Bozumo. Bozumo is really great if you're trying to look for fashion blog, not fashion bloggers, bloggers in general, because they have one of the most extensive, if not the most extensive index of content um, available with social metrics embedded in it. So you could easily know what, you know, what, 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 um, what kind of content is really working based off on keywords you just, you know, query through Bozumo. They're an amazing tool, right? So remember, set what, what I do for influencer marketing campaigns is I just set, you know, targets, you know, based off on budget. So if the client says, look, we've got 50K, I'll be like, you know, um, should we be targeting 10 million, you know, kind of like eyeballs? If we're looking for 10 million eyeballs, if you have an account, you know, an account with, um, would say, you know, it's what, 1 million, um, you know, followers, and, and then engagement of about 10%, you know, you're looking at about 100K eyeballs, well, not necessarily 100K eyeballs. I split that in half, right? So that 1 million would be like 500,000 in my opinion. So we need to look for 20 other 1 million, you know, um, accounts hit that, um, you know, 10 million count. We're not really talking engagement. We're just talking about eyeballs. So when you set those eyeballs and targets, you know, you, you kind of have that at the back of your mind on, you know, on, 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 on the targets. Basically, you, you need to set targets on eyeballs, you know, and, and I call it, the other word for eyeballs is impressions. Okay. And you just look at the follower count and then half the follower count as to people that actually have seen that post. Right. Okay. So. Why do you guys, or not you guys, but why do to some people actually are not able to distinguish between who brand ambassadors are, who collaborators are, and who affiliates are? I recall bringing um, Candice Garlic of Bikini Locks 
um, last season on the show, and we talked about like you know how they're just killing it with it with um, with influencer marketing at bikinilocks.com. And the key thing to to, to bear in mind, and if you go if you if you go to their website, they have three different forms: one for brand ambassadors, another for collaborators, and another for affiliates. And there's a reason why. You know, because they're, they're all three different concepts, totally different concepts. Brand ambassadors are, you know, the traditional endorsement model where you get a superstar in a particular category. They wear your stuff. They're in, they're in your adverts. They're in all your paid, you know, promotions. They create organic content and they're just all for you. If you're in a sports arena, they wear your gear. You know, they, you know, if you're on an apparel, they wear your stuff. They use your stuff. They make people see they use your stuff. And, you know, because people see them using your stuff because they look up to them, they'd eventually, you know, um, buy your stuff and use your stuff as well. Now, brand ambassadors obviously is the pinnacle. Um, there'll be an official contract involved. They would, you know, talk about your company in a positive light. They'll use your products and obviously endorse your products in, in every, you know, in every sense of it. So think about Under Armour, Steph Curry, Andy Murray, and Michael Phelps, right? They're, they're all, you know, brand ambassadors and, you know, endorsements. Um, uh, and they, they all endorse the brands, right? Um, so they're pretty much, you know, working experts. Now, in your niche, what you could do with brand ambassadors is go onto YouTube right? You don't need to spend millions of dollars to endorse a sports person, but you could go to YouTube, think about what you're selling. Say I was selling, you know, um, utensils or cooking stuff, right? So I could go into YouTube and look at the biggest food channels and broker a deal with, you know, um, the, 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 the owners of those channels and say, you know what, could you use my, my paratos or my, my tools, my widgets in your show for, for, you know, te- for, for one year, you know, and mention it, you know, love my product, pretend you love my product, you know, and we'll pay you, you know, five grand a month, 10 grand a month, you know, that's for them using your products. You send your products to them and they use it all of the time and mention you all of the time and sometimes even mention you in the credits. So you're sponsoring them, right? So it's, it's more or less a sponsorship. You're, 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 you're part of them. They're part of you and you, you look to contract renewals, you know, on, on a regular basis. So you could work on that level, you know, and, and it's, it's really good. It, it would help those people just, you know, will mention it anyway. Those influencers at that level will mention it anyway. And it, it, it's really, really helpful. And the next level, the next level, guys and girls, is collaborators. You know, when you, you're going into collaborations, these are short term, right? I was on a, <laughs> particularly, I was on a celeb website, right? This lady is known for her um, huge backside. I think that's only accolade, you know, in terms of, and the number of probably rappers and, you know, celebs she's, she's dated. And, um, she charges like 25 grand. I'm not, not kidding you for, um, I think five posts, which would only appear for one day. Right. So that she's not necessarily endorsing your brand. She's just going to publish your stuff. She doesn't, she may not even care about it. She's just going to publish it to her Instagram because she's got like 8 million followers. That's a collaboration because it's a one-off short-term contract where they just shout out, you pay and you leave. Sometimes you give them free products, especially on YouTube. Like if you're in fashion and they do a, a, a fashion haul for you 
and that's it. That pretty much is it. And, you know, deal, deal is done and you may come back again and, you know, buy more shout outs. So those are collaborations. Um, it's, it's pretty straightforward. You, you, they, they would typically have packages. The influencers would typically have packages where you buy and they do it, they do the deal and, and they, they move on. Sometimes that will result into spikes of sales and traffic. And then it was it dwindled down, or it would refer to it would uh, it would um, so convert to kind of like click streams from their channel or their social media page over a period of time, and then it fizzles out. With Instagram, you can't necessarily materialize that because you know um, it would just be your handle, right? But with YouTube, it kind of works, you know, more more much more long term. But it it eventually fizzles out. With Twitter, it just fizzles out. With Facebook, it fizzles out. Um, so those one off collaborations don't spend too much of money on them. If you have a budget, I'd say put more in endorsements and deals that are much more long term and sustained. Now, finally, is affiliates. Affiliates, 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 affiliate marketing. Since I started internet marketing back in 2004, I, you know, affiliates were, were still there and they, they will still be around. They're like cockroaches. They will survive a nuclear, you know, um, disaster. They will, they will. And um, it's pretty much performance marketing, right? Where they do not get paid till they deliver results, right? And what you could do is you could use collaborators and you could just sign them naturally you know automatically as affiliates and if their shout outs or whatever their, their their publicity actually works for your brand and they get like sales they'll be inclined to do another deal with you or actually just publish because they know they're going to get income just because there's a match there's a product market fit right product audience fits so Affiliates, um, my advice is definitely get on board an affiliate manager to effectively recruit and vet affiliates. There'd be a 20, the 80% rule actually applies very much with affiliate marketing. 20% of your affiliates are going to generate 80% of your revenue. So you want to give them special offers. You want to serve, you know, um, I work with them really well. I was on telegraph.co.uk. Telegraph, if you guys are, don't live in the UK, it's one of the biggest, um, you know, most more serious newspapers in the UK. And um, they were talking about like, um, you know, offers and stuff like that. It, was, it looked like a blog post, but it was an affiliate. <laughs> All the links there were affiliate links to deals. So um, you could get big affiliates at scale. Now, the, the affiliates now, you know, the major affiliates are the coupon or the voucher code sites. They're huge. You've got forums. You've got media. The media is huge. You know, the media, the media actually, you know, drive in a lot of, um, lots of interest and, you know, business, you know, through lots of sales through. And besides the media, um, then you start to have, you know, um, bloggers, you know, bloggers who are naturally just talking about stuff. And then there's some really clever, um, app, you know, apps there, com shopping comparison sites and, you know, content sites in general. You really want to, you know, and also, Funny enough, like social media influencers actually, you know, will work well as affiliates. So you could recruit collaborators for brand ambassadors. You could automatically also include them as affiliates, although you'd be paying twice. You know, it's it's an option, but that's it really. That's it. That's the difference between affiliates, collaborators and brand ambassadors. Hope you enjoyed this show. If you did and you haven't subscribed to this channel, 
I implore you to do so right now. <laughs> anyway, until the next show, guys and girls, do have a fantastic one. Bye-bye for now. It's Kune. Ta. So, that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X E-Commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XEcommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.